We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. All right, guys, happy to join you midweek. We got a, a special drill down episode today. We're going to be talking a lot about Esteban Floriel. To joining me is Matt Cardos. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Cardos. He's the assistant managing editor for Pinstripe Prospects and also the beat writer covering the AA Somerset, the new AA Somerset Patriots for the New York Yankees farm system. Matt, man, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, it's good to connect finally, man. I feel like we've uh, we've been connected forever, but haven't actually uh, spoken live. So uh, I appreciate you thinking of me in, uh, in breaking down Floreal. Yeah, definitely. I know we've both been around the block covering the Yankees for a long time. And, and for whatever reason, just hasn't lined up that we've uh, we've had this conversation. So a long time in the making. Glad to have you on. And yeah, you know, this is we're trying to do these midweek episodes where we talk a lot more specific about a particular topic. And I think that in in the Yankees fans mind, one of the biggest things that we're all looking at from the major league level is what in the hell is happening with the outfield, the outfield, which you could look at as a, a potential strength. Um, 
People were excited walking in uh, with Clint Frazier being the starting left fielder. You know, there was a lot of excitement in him turning a corner in 2020. Um, obviously, Aaron Hicks with the long-term contract. We know the the injury history there. Uh, and then and then uh, the big man, Aaron Judge and Wright. That being said, Esteban Floriel is a guy that we have been hearing about for a very long time since he was 17 years old. He's been, it seems like he's been in low hay for forever. That's that's where he had been uh, for probably the majority of his career and where he's had the most success. But he's definitely rising the ranks at this point. We're starting to see him inch closer to what could be a major league roster. He's on the 40 man. Um, and now with Aaron Hicks going down with this wrist sheath injury, you know, it could be something small. It could be something that takes him out uh, with surgery for the year. They might be looking for a new center fielder. So we're going to talk a lot about Esteban Florial. You're covering the Somerset Patriots. Uh, so that's where he's gotten his most at-bats. Now he's in Scranton, but definitely want to hear um, all that you have to say about Esteban Florial. And uh, I guess we could start with with this year and then kind of backtrack to to the history of uh, of the player. Yeah, he's definitely, this is obviously my first time seeing him live other than he had a cup of coffee with the then double A affiliate in, in Trenton back in, I believe that was 2017. Uh, and he had come up for the playoffs when the, when the Tampa season had ended to, to join Trenton and help them for their, uh, their playoff run. And so he had, I think one game where he actually had at bats and he got his, uh, got his first hit at the double A level there. Obviously that doesn't go in the record books or anything. So it doesn't really look like he ever made the double A level prior to this year, but technically he did. Um, but at that point, you're probably thinking like, oh, well, this guy's definitely ticketed to open at double A the following year. More than likely, he had spent that full year in high A. And so when he didn't open the year at double uh, A in 2018, it kind of raised a little bit of a flag. Like, what what the hell's going on with this guy? It seemed like he was ready. They, they had enough confidence to bring him up then. Um, why not now? And it just feels like since that point, his stock I, I think in the system and probably in the eyes of a lot of outsiders has really gone down. Uh, at one point, he was probably the number one overall prospect in the system. Now he's a borderline top 10 guy, depending on who you talk to. Um, so he's definitely has a long way to go to rebuild that stock and probably the way that a lot of people on the outside view him. Um, but just seeing him now for at least, he's, he's promoted obviously now to AAA, so... <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to see him as long as I had anticipated being able to get to see him in the early part of this year. But that first week that I saw him, he's he's an electric player. I think that's the first word I would use to describe him. Um, without even looking at any of the numbers, any of the, the stats that he puts up, just his presence on the he's he's bigger than a lot of other guys. He he definitely stands out on the field. He just looks the part of like an electric, athletic build. And if if you were just to line all the guys up he'd be the guy that you picked out that we'd probably say, oh, this guy's probably the best player on the team without having ever seen any of them play. Um, so he has the look for sure. And um, he leads off the season with a home run in Somerset. And you're like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> is it finally all clicking now for this guy? So at that point, mm -hmm. the guy leads off the season with a home run. And then all his at-bats from that point on become, I have to be in my seat to watch this guy come to bat. I could get up for a beer when, the second guy in the order comes up, but I need to be in my seat for one floor else coming up to bat. And uh, he, he's electric. The, the problem is that there there's still holes in the swing. And he's got good pop, good gap power. I think he has 10 hits on the year between AA and now AAA, and eight of them are for extra base hits. So like when he hits it, it's going to the gap, it's going to the corner, it's going over the wall. Um, the, uh, the electricity in the bat, the juice, it's there. 
Um, but I, I still think he has a long way to go until you'd be comfortable putting him in an everyday role in the big leagues. Granted, there's a need there right now, like with all the injuries that you explained at the major league level and the depth at AAA isn't all that impressive either. So when you're talking about guys that are probably the be- next best guy up, he probably is that next guy up, just given what's left available. But I think in an ideal world, if everyone was healthy, Hicks is healthy, every- Frazier's performing, all that stuff equated, I think you want to keep Floreal down there for a good chunk of time to continue working on what he needs to work on so that when you bring him up, he's there to stay. Um, but my first of all impressions are he is a little bit more polished than I thought he would be, given that he's been in the system now for, what, six or seven years, and this is his first time starting at a f- at a upper-level affiliate. So you're going in thinking, man... 2015, guy- 2015, he was 17. Right. 17 years old in 2015 yeah. was his first season. And here we are in 2021, and he's just cracking double-A for the first time and now obviously moved on to triple-A, so... There's obviously like a six or seven season body of work that doesn't necessarily align with the first 11 games that he's put up. But even if you look at that, those numbers that he's put up in these first 11 or 12 games of the season, he's only hitting 208. His on base is like 280. So like he's got the power numbers. Everybody sees the viral videos of the long home runs and, and the triple and the double that he's hit. Everybody sees those videos. And I think it's more of a case of the major league outfield production has been so putrid that the Yankees just want anybody. And he's a name that they've heard for a long time. They see the home runs on Twitter. They see them on YouTube and they're like, Oh, well this guy plays center field. We need a center fielder. He's hitting home runs. He can't be any worse than what we have up there now. And so I, I don't think I've had, I I put this on Twitter the other day, but I've covered a lot of guys that have come up through the system. Glaber Torres, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, all these guys that are up in the big leagues now that are contributing. And I don't think I've had my mentions blow up as much as I've had Floreal for people that want him up at the big leagues now, like immediately. They they want him now. And I, I haven't seen that type of momentum behind a prospect in a long time. So I found that kind of interesting that five or six games into a season, I had so many, so many people wanting this guy at the big league level. Well, it's funny the Yankee fan. The Yankee fan is a is a is an interesting specimen because when when they're hurt, when there's nobody performing on the major league level, or uh, you know, there's a potential to look down below to see what else is there. The grass is always greener when you look down and you see a prospect that's you know having some success, and you're seeing some of these highlights like you're talking about. So I think that's a big part of it. I mean, Frazier in left is just. I think he going into last night or maybe after last night was uh, was labeled um, and identified actually as the worst outfield batter in the American League, like the worst. I think dead last. The he's he's been that bad. Um, he's improved his defense. That's that's played out. I think this year still he's made some some great Superman catches. He does that. He looks good when he does it. Um, but that's a big deal when you see that there's guys that are not performing, and that's not even Florial's position. But the what it does is it affects. What's, what's happening in the rest of the outfield? Gardner's not hitting. Uh, Hicks, when it was healthy, wasn't hitting, especially from uh, the left side. He was just a you know a, a, essentially an easy out. Um, so you got Aaron Judge, who has been one of their more consistent players, and, and the rest of the outfield has just left the Yankee fan yearning. And when you see Floreal out there actually healthy, that's the biggest thing. Like To me, that's one of the big, the biggest excitement 
points for me for seeing Flory out there is that he's out there. I mean, this guy has been, you know, riddled with injury. 2018, uh, the, the hamate surgery, which is a, you know, a bone in the hand, 19 broken wrist. That was, uh, that we were, had an event that game in, uh, in Tampa. So we were, we had uh, about 150 of us up at the bullpen club watching Esteban Florio break his wrist, unfortunately. Um, and then 2020 with the pandemic, you know, it's, it's a season that you can either throw out or conveniently accept if it's a uh, good news, depending on, you know, what your, what numbers you're looking at. But for him, it was a year of growth that was stunted almost for game action. So seeing him active in double a, the fact that they got him up to triple a as fast as they did. I like that. I'm glad that they're doing it. They basically have to push him at this point because there's a need. And especially if, if Hicks is out for the season, there's an absolute need in center field. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's going to be the depending factor of how quickly you see him up there. I think, I think you, you bring up Lamar who I actually forgot the Yankees even signed (laughs) until the, the minor league season started. But I mean, he's an easy enough guy to call up in a pinch and you could live with him up there for, he has some versatility so he could move or move between all three spots. Um, but I think that's like a very short term plug and play guy to where if Hicks is going to miss months or is going to need surgery, like Lamar's not it. That's not the guy that you want up there. And so I think he's up there at this point until they figure out long term what the deal with Hicks is going to be. But then at that point, he's a guy that you're, easy enough to be comfortable with DFAing and you figure out the 40 man moving right. on from there, but you, no sweat taking him off the 40 man and losing him because guys like him come a dime a dozen. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the determining factor is if, if Hicks is going to be out long-term, you obviously plug Florial right into that spot and he probably doesn't miss a beat. It might be just as good as, as Hicks or probably maybe not even might even be a little bit better than Hicks defensively. I mean, the guy's a wizard uh, didn't get to see him that much. Obviously only the six games, but, Everything you hear, I mean, the, the guy's a stud defensively. So you're not going to lose anything defensively. Um, and worst comes to worst. The way I look at it is what I've seen, the guy still has holes in his swing. He's he's striking out this year 30% of his at-bats. His career average is 32% of his at-bats he fans in. So um, he's going to strike out a lot, at least right now, in, until he, he maybe nails down his plate discipline a little bit. He did say he's working on that. And I know the Yankees have kind of put an emphasis on him trying to take walks a little bit more but i mm-hmm. think you live with it even if he's going to go up there and hit 210 or 220 that's what you're getting out of it now anyway so um as long as you get the defense from him i i think you live with it but i think i think what happens with hicks moving forward is really going to determine how how fast you see him come but um he's he is man he has the goods he has the tools it's just it's it's easy to see why the Yankees haven't given up on him and why three, four, five bad seasons, they've still stuck with him. And there's still a really high ceiling in there. And it's interesting, the point that you brought up about the injury issues, and a lot of those are fluke injuries, like you said, the hammock, the hand, the wrist, all that stuff. They are. Those are fluke injuries. It's not like the guy has a history of like breaking bone, pulling his hammy. Like he doesn't have that long injury history where you're worried about like the work. That There's no soft, tu- no soft tissue injuries. Yeah, sure. So that, that I wouldn't worry too much yeah. about the injuries, but in the grand scheme of things, his time in the system has been stunted by that lost time. There's, there's no questioning. There's no doubt about that. So you look at his age and he's 23 and you're like, well, shit, this guy should have been here two years ago if he was the goods, but he lost so much time. And one one of the things I was so curious about going into this season was what the what the Yankees organizational philosophy was going to be with 
aggressiveness and promotions and moving guys because you have to factor in their age, where they should be at this point, and then kind of align that up with the year of lost development from last year. So like some guys went to the alt site. We didn't have eyes on the alt site. We don't know what a lot of guys did. The Yankees have internal eyes there. They know what those guys did. They were playing good competition. Guys that were up and down from the major leagues on an everyday basis and guys that were consistent AAA performers. So I think if I'm not mistaken, I've, I, I think Florial led the alt site in homers. I think he had 14 homers at the alt site last year. Granted, I don't know who those home runs came against, what those situations were, but the information I know, he, he led the alt site in homers last year. But the Yankees obviously have a little bit more information on him than the general media has because we weren't there. I don't know what he did. So I think you have to just wonder, do the Yankees almost see his time at the alt site as a year of development that he would have gotten at the double A or triple A level? Or was it just another, this is just practice for the guy? I don't know how they view it, but it seems in the way that they've didn't really hesitate to promote him from double A after only six or seven games. Right. There was really no hesitancy to move him to triple A. Obviously it lines up him being on the 40 man. He's the natural guy to get the call sooner than later. Um, but it's just, it's just been interesting to see not even just Florial, but all these high end prospects in general who are now just sniffing the upper levels for the first time. Like what's the level of aggressiveness moving forward? What did the alt site in 2020, like what did that do for them? Did it do anything? And will they be a little bit more aggressive to kind of get them at the level that their age should probably align with? It's, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, to be honest. Uh, Talking about some of the success or or non-success at the alt site and actually using that because they're not in the books, right? You're not going to, you're not going to find that on, on um, uh, any of the, the sites that, that are collecting stats. So it feels like a missed year, but you're right. There was good competition there. If they were able to level up the um, the intensity of that competition and, and really get those game atmospheres within, I, I don't know how that translates into you know more of like a scrimmage or like you know what a scout looks at that and how they see it differently. But the fact that he led the alt site uh, in home runs is interesting. I remember I had um, this was. I think 2018, I had Ben Badler on talk from Baseball America talking about um this was when uh this was when Florial was in the summer league, I think the year so or fall league, I'm sorry. He was in 2017, he was in the fall league. It was just after that, I believe. And and Badler was talking about his his plate discipline. Like that's been the 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 knock on Florial, I think, for a long time, right? Is that plate discipline? And what's interesting about plate discipline for me when I'm looking at a young player that has you know, over aggressiveness at the at the plate, not recognizing pitches, not being able to take those walks, like you're saying. That's that is a rep. That is a rep maturity development that usually happens over time as they get more at bats, as they see more competition, as they see more pitches, and and that is something that you like to. That that's a key moment where a you're, you're looking at the development of a player over time. Are they making the adjustments because they've seen these pitches? And that's where Floriel is right now. I think we're 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 he's at a double A now, triple A. Has he seen enough pitches where he can actually take that next step to really have more of a plate discipline, which he's going to absolutely need in the majors? Um, being able to lay off those outside, uh, you know, those outside curveballs, like it's when when uh, Judge came up, when Sanchez came up. I mean, they were just flailing, flailing, flailing. They made the adjustment when they made when they got to that level. Or at least Judge did, <laughs> and then uh, you start to see that development. So I'm very curious to see how Floriel is developing now that 
he's at these higher levels. And I think they, I think you're right. I think they're pushing him more now because a little bit of prospect fatigue, right? I mean, the guy's been around for forever. It seems it's like show up or, or don't you're 23 years old. Now we gotta, we gotta see it. Sure. And given the situation, I, I, I think I pointed this out when, when we first opened, but I think the injuries have kind of forced their hand a little bit more than they probably thought they would have to in the first month and a half of the major league season. I don't think they planned on having to rely on what's Estevan Florial doing in, in mid May. Like we need him. I don't think they thought that they would get to this point this soon, but that's the reality that they're looking at right now. So I think the eyes are going to be on him more and more as each day goes on. Um, given just the injuries that they're facing. And even that AAA team is is battered with injuries where they've gutted the Somerset roster. They've taken their five or six best offensive players in the last four or five days to where Somerset's just plugging and playing guys that were in complex leagues to, to fill out a roster because AAA is so rattled with injuries. So the fact that Floriel now and the guy Zach Zayner, he's, he's been in the system for a while. He's back up in AAA and they just brought up Thomas. He's Malone. been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for what feels like forever. And he's another guy who you could probably bring him up. But like, I don't think you're comfortable playing Zach Zayner for three or four months at the major league level. He might be a guy that's similar to a Lamar situation where if you needed him for a week or two, plug and play. Cool. We, we could rock with that. But if you're going to call up a guy long term, I think Floreal is the obvious option. But you, like you said, the guy's lost so much time with injuries and, and development and stuff like he's 23 and he should be there now, but he's really only at a double A level in terms of development. So if you bring him up, you have to be comfortable with the fact that he's playing and learning and developing at the same time. Like there, there's going to be that balance where he might strike out 35 or 40% of the time, but that short portion, right? You, you take the two or three homers. He might give you, in the first couple of weeks that he plays that you're not getting right now. So there's obviously, there's obvious talent. There's juice in that bat. The guy can play. He's going to hit a mistake. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's good enough to do that, but he's like you said, he's, he's still learning and he, he's definitely has holes in the swing, but um, I, I like what I saw from him in the very short time that I did. And I, I think the Yankees really wouldn't miss a beat compared to what they're getting now, if they had to rely on him. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, take injuries even out of it. Uh, Aaron Hicks was an absolute hole on the left side. Absolute hole. Like you might as well not even you might as well not even walk up with a bat. Like he just he wasn't doing what he normally does. He wasn't taking pitches like he normally does. He was striking out a high clip. Like he's just just not good from the left side. And Floreal gives you that that left-handed bat. All right. Beyond Floreal, Matt, what are uh, you know some other names that are potentially down here? There's a with you mentioned Lamar you know, being added to the 40, I agree with you. I think he's an easy DFA and that's why he was called up at this point. Um, they can make a move without him with him and, and not really blink an eye. But uh, you mentioned Zayner, any other guys that, that we should be looking out for that um, either have made that jump up to Scranton to, to fill in some bodies or, um, you know, are there any situations that we're, we, we could look at where uh, similar to how we had Luizaga come up a few years ago, straight from double A? Um, yeah, any any names we should be watching out for as uh, as the season goes on? Yeah, and I, I think the two obvious names that would have come up in, in lieu of Lamar, like I don't think Lamar was the first guy, but in the last seven or eight days, Scranton has put a guy like Trey Ambergay on the field, who's, uh, excuse me, on the field, on the IL with an injury. I think he probably would have been mm-hmm. the guy to get the call. He's been an all-star level player in the minor leagues. He's been in the system for a while. 
double-digit homer, like good for 60, 70 RBIs at the minor league level a year, good pop, could could play both corners. I think he probably would have been the guy that got the first call. He goes on the IL the day before um, Florial goes up to AAA. And then Greg Allen, a guy that the Yankees picked up in the offseason, he's now on the IL. He probably would have went up before Lamar as well. So there's guys in that AAA depth group that are probably more suited to be up there than Lamar, but <laughs> Lamar is the only one that's healthy at this point. So, um, But I, I don't think either of those injuries to Ambergay or Allen are, are viewed as serious or long-term. So if if they end up DFAing Lamar at some point and they need another body for a, a shorter period of time and don't want to call up Floreal, then I would think those two guys probably get the call. Um, next up but in terms of just like long term like this guy's a prospect like watch him that guy's not really there at double a or triple a at the moment in terms of outfield depth um we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. More, more of that depth, I think, that, that you could like rely on at the major league level is is like pit on the pitching side. Like you could call up a couple guys that are in this uh, Somerset bullpen or in that Scranton bullpen, and and they could pitch at the big league level and not miss a beat. And you really wouldn't miss a beat, particularly out of the bullpen. Um, but a lot of the depth in the system now is in the lower levels, um, both on the starting pitching side and position player wise. So a lot of this upper level depth really is it's either in the bullpen or it's just like guys that are plug and play. Um, Chris Gittins in AAA has a, a guy that has a lot of power, plays first base. Not a guy that's going to help you in the outfield, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him at some point come up um, because of an injury. He's probably the most polished and ready to help contribute at the major league level um, in whatever capacity you need him to, whether it's DH or, or plug and play at first base. He's definitely probably the most polished bat that's up there right now that, that you guys haven't seen. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. There's a number of right-handed power pitchers I think that the Yankees have had that they've that they've uh, gotten through the international uh, pool and and just coming up uh, the Medinas of the world. There's it seems like there's a, a number of fireballers coming in that uh, are right-handed pitchers that either could slot in as a bullpen or if they can control if they can gather their control and actually find the plate uh, potentially a a starting uh, a starting spot as well, but. Like you said, they're they're a little bit further away. So I think when in 2022 we might have some competition for that bullpen a little bit more, and then even for the back end of that rotation, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, a couple of these guys start to make some noise after after this year. So, um, Matt, really appreciate this, man. This was uh, this was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I hope that look if if Hicks is out for the year, if he had surgery, I fully expect Floria will be up. Um, at some point in June, you know, you're right. I think they may have another guy uh, slot in or out um, in between them. But once he gets some at-bats underneath him in AAA, I would not be surprised uh, if he was called up sooner than later to give him an extended period of time. So really appreciate the insight, man. And um, yeah, hope all is well. How's, how do you like uh, Somerset? How's the, how's Somerset compared to uh, Trenton? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice. I mean, it's a state-of-the-art facility. Um, it's a little bit newer in terms of facility than than Trenton is in there. They're doing a ton of renovations. They're building an external um, like batting tunnels and, and a whole workout area and video area. So um, they've completely redone the bullpen. It now has a roof over it, like a AAA or major league caliber type bullpen would. Um, so they're just doing a ton. Of, they've put LED lighting in and all these minor league stadiums now have to meet a certain standard after the, the realignment. So there there's a deadline for all these improvements to be made in. Somerset seems like they're blowing through them in, in lightning speed. I know the guy's got a new clubhouse and, and a, a kitchen type type room that I haven't been able to see because we're not allowed in the clubhouse or anything anymore. All, all access is done through Zoom at this point. So I haven't actually been able to get in the clubhouse and check any of that stuff right. out. But I know the players have been super impressed with it. Um, but yeah, the, the, the staff over in Somerset is, is first class, top notch. Pretty much everybody that works in that organization, like, the Somerset Patriots became an independent affiliate back in, I believe, 98. And a majority of the staff is still there from day one. You, a lot of times in minor league baseball, you get a lot of turnover. People that are seasonal or they come and go a year or two after they get there. Like Everybody that's there in Somerset essentially has been there for like anywhere from 18 to 20 years. So they're eager to show that they belong in affiliated ball and to just impress. And to now that they have that Yankees name, associated with them they're uh they're eager to show that that's awesome i know it's easier to get to that's, that's yeah sure. much uh <laughs> i i live about 10 minutes from the stadium so it's a lot easier for me logistically to get there than the 45 minute to an hour drive to trenton for me so logistically it's uh <laughs> yeah. that's been the biggest the biggest improvement for me personally awesome 
All right, man. Appreciate it, Matt. Uh, guys, if you want to follow Matt, keep up on the uh, the Somerset Patriots. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Cardos and all of the uh, the guys at Pinstripe Prospects. They've been doing it a long time. They do a fantastic job covering the minor league. So, um, yeah, kudos uh, to you and the and the guys on the site. Um, and yeah, man, let's uh, let's talk again this season. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, uh, definitely would love to come back on and, and see where we're at with Foriel in a couple months. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.